PCMA is the definitive authority in education, business networking, and community engagement for leaders in the global meetings, convention, and business events industry. We're pleased to partner with the Dallas CVB to bring you this podcast, Make Your Event Go Viral by Creating Authentic, Indelible Experiences. This session was delivered in the Corporate Meetings Headquarters at PCMA's Convening Leaders January 11, 2016, in Vancouver. To earn CEUs, tune in at the end of this podcast for more information. Our presenters, Lisa Fingerhut, Engagement Manager at McDonald's Corporation, and Mark Fine, Senior Vice President of Strategy at Freeman, will highlight viral marketing and engagement strategies they used to maximize the impact of McDonald's corporate events. First, a message from our sponsor. Big things happen in Dallas, and we're the perfect choice for your meeting. Big or small, with over 1,800 daily flights into two major airports, and more than 30,000 new hotel rooms, with 16 new hotel projects over the next two years. And after your meeting, we have something to please every one of your attendees. From sports, to shopping, to dining and entertainment. Plus, the Dallas Convention and Visitors Bureau team is here to help you make your next meeting your best ever. Let us show you how Dallas delivers big at visitdallas.com meetings. All right. Well, hi, everyone. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for coming today. Uh, we really appreciate it. And especially, you know, with the environment here in Vancouver, there's a tendency to kind of want to just go outside and watch planes <laughs> land. And we felt that, and it's our session. So really appreciate you guys being here today. Um, also, I just want to say the title of our session has changed a few times, so bear with us. Um, you know, we're going to have a great conversation this afternoon, and we really look forward to it. And it's great you know, for me to be here with, with Lisa because a lot of what we're gonna be talking about today is stuff that she does for one of the most you know, iconic brands out there um, at McDonald's. And wanted to just give you an opportunity to kind of go into some of what you're doing there. Sure, so um, engagement is a relatively new role within our organization. And, and also our organization is, is very much evolving. So it's a fantastic opportunity to really grow with the organization. And uh, meetings, of course, is, is that, that landscape continues to change and grow and become more inclusive and experiential. The engagement and attendee experience um, really evolves with that. So I've really had a fantastic opportunity to, to grow with, the, with McDonald's in that area. Yeah, it's great. And so um, one of the things that we wanted to do today in terms of going through our session, we're going to start at a pretty high level and talk about various mind shift changes that we really see as, as really helpful in terms of this topic of how do we really drive people, you know, our audiences to really become the brand ambassadors we want them to that are going to ultimately take our events deeper and, and further than they are going right now. Um, We'll start off at the high level, then we're going to dive into some of the specific things that Lisa and her teams are doing at McDonald's right now um, that really kind of showcase a lot of this. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about like, looking at things at kind of just a pre-show, on-site, post-event element about different organizations in the industry, outside of the industry that are doing interesting things in this area. So hopefully you guys can go home with you know, interesting framework as well as some examples of, of some things that are working out there right now. So sound good? Yeah, here we go. All right. So we're starting with a video. <laughs> Sorry, we had to do it. Up. 
Oh, wait, it's not on. <laughs> Whoa, hey, too close. Yeah, looking good, bro. Why do I have to wear toilet paper on my head? Action! Oh, oh, wait. Oh, where? Project. Oh, oh, where am I? I am a lost baby. Look for mom. Ma mom? Mom? Good. Ma, are you in there? Here's your bottle. Now try to get up. It's not my fault. I was born round. Good night, baby. Ah. All right, quick. Take the camera. Okay. Am I in frame? Good. Wow. Look at this cute small box. Would it not be cute if I were to sit in it? So we... we, we get that? Okay. Sorry. We can cut it here. I, I think, you know... This is, this is a really, like, you know, maybe lame example of, you know, they're trying to get a video to go viral. So, you know, antics, whatever it is. And here, here you go. Yeah, I mean, one of, one of the things that we're looking in terms of these mind shift changes is this idea of how can we go viral as our goal versus what are we trying to accomplish by going viral? What are we trying to do in order to, what types of business objectives are we actually driving here? And while catchy and cute is, you know, going to drive potentially people to share things, does it really end up helping your brand at all? Does it really end up helping what you're trying to accomplish? Unless, of course, maybe you're trying to sell the cute cats in boxes <laughs> type thing, but unless it's a show of hands of anybody selling this. <laughs> no, okay. So th what we're gonna really discuss about is kind of this mind shift changes here around how to approach this. Um, before doing so, we wanted, everybody just hopefully got to the FXP Touch site and um, had a quick question, because you all obviously came here. Um, you know, why do you want your event to go viral? So if you guys don't mind going in there and, and voting on one of these areas, that would be great. And I won't sing the music like Juliana did. <laughs> How are we doing? Oh God, they're answering it the way we want them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, cool. All right. So yeah, this is what we're going to talk about, um, extending the reach of the event. So um, right, you know, impressions are great, you know, but, but the number of impressions doesn't equal a win, right? So what we're looking to equal the win is creating that impactful content that our attendees are going to want to take and share and share and share. And, you know, that may be lo much lower in number than the cat video or, you know, the, the cute viral thing, but um, it's really going to reach our objectives. So very high level. We're going to dig into that a little bit more. And, and on this point, you know, we were kind of happy you guys went there because we didn't really have a plan B if you went to C and D here. Uh, but really, it, it comes down to when you're looking at this, what's going to move the needle? And is it a matter of impressions or is it a matter of targeted engagement? And what we're seeing more and more, particularly kind of in the business conference, business events area, is if we can provide targeted engagements for the exact audiences that we're interested in, and do so and provide meaningful content to them, then they share and make it easy for them to do it. Then they start sharing things. And that's what we really are trying to get that, that move toward. And we're seeing it more and more where the impressions area isn't as much of a focal point as it probably was a little while ago as people ended up doing things like our furry friends did. And they're focusing more on what, what they're trying to accomplish in their business. Right. So again, you know, it's a change of approach. And one of the things that, you know, this was at a conference um, about six months ago, uh, Market, Marketo's Marketing Nation Conference, Sal Khan, are people familiar with 
Khan Academy. Um, great, great guy, great, great, um, you know, organization organization, and he said this that was really telling on stage during the, the event. I wasn't trying to go viral. I was just making content that met what people needed. And you look at the results of this, and this is, you know, he's, it's educational content, not the thing that you would think people are jumping through the roof to get to, something like, you know, 700 right. million views of, of the online sessions and all these things, because ultimately he made something for a specific purpose to educate, I think it was a, to tutor his cousin at the mm -hmm. time, and there was a need for it, and all these people wanted because he made targeted content for, in this case, his, his, his cousin. Right, and, and you know, I couldn't have said that better, and I'm not so con, but um, you know, I'll take it, uh, that you know, we're very, very focused on that right now at McDonald's, and, uh, things changed, so we, in 2014, when we were looking at what our objectives were for engagement for our 2014 Worldwide Convention, which is our global uh, owner-operator convention every two years, um, we were looking at a different objective. We were looking at socializing digital. You know, we were going in a different place. Our, our business was in a different place two years ago. So now we're very much at this place where we really want to deliver this very focused, targeted content, and we're looking at that in terms of personalization and customization, and that's where we f know that we're going to find our ROI if we are successful there. So again, right here, we're going from this one-size-fits-all mentality where we used to be very much. We just had one session, one, you know, one message, and, and we assumed that everybody wanted the same thing, to uh, a one-size-fits-me. Mm -hmm. and, and I think you know, we're seeing this in other industries. It's not just how the event world is going right now. You look at entertainment as a whole, and like television is a classic example where that whole idea where the whole world's going to or the whole country or whatever it is is going to sit around and watch the same thing. It doesn't exist anymore outside of things like specific right. particular events. But you're seeing more and more of niching, niche, niche content and all this stuff because that's what people are interested in. And it's the same world that we're living in with the events where we need to make sure that our content is directly relevant. And that's what's ultimately going to get you know, this me to share it with other people because it matters to me and I want to share it with people that, are, that I feel will also be relevant here. Right. So and we talked about this. The, the, the impressions aren't necessarily desired outcome. Right now, the specific action is the, that desired outcome. So I'm looking at right now, um, what do we want that action to be? So uh, we've, we've had some success in that. You know, I, I want to share at uh, not our global convention, but our US managers convention. Um, we, we have a fantastic example of this where we created a, a digital platform. We uh, crowdsourced and we gathered uh, both crowdsourced and, and content from the event. We created a very easy way for uh, the attendees to share it to, with the system. And we really saw, got the ROI from that in that they took it back to their regions, they executed almost the event, customized to themselves with the content that we provided in that platform. Yeah, and it's great because they made it, they not only had the great content, but they made it easy for people to tailor it to themselves. And that way they end up spreading it to more and more people. And just like they were doing it, you know, more and more if you're giving people a specific you know, ability to act on it, it's going to be more successful and they're going to feel part of it. And that's one of the other pieces of this idea around 
specific action or desired as the desired outcome is, if we can get people to feel like they are participants in our content, they have more of an ownership of our content, and then they're much more likely to share our content because they're part of it. And you can look at you know, any event that you look at, if people feel like they're part of it, and we'll get into some examples later, they're more, much more likely to ultimately share and, and become the brand ambassadors that we want them to, to provide that kind of you know, external outreach that, that we're looking for. I think this, this next one is actually another area that we'll get, go into in more specifics later. But one of the things that you're looking at from a social as well as an on-site element is shifting from this idea of it's all about us speaking to our people, to our community, to our audiences, versus using the on-site and social mediums to really elevate listening as the priority. Um, there's great content going out there, but at the same time, what often we see, and if you look through like a lot of you know, event kind of Twitter feeds and things like that, it's the event talking, the event talking, and there's nothing coming back because they're not actually asking for things. And while that awareness is important in some ways, and you know, like my son's school, they t use Twitter to tell me, like test their emergency systems. That's great, I know the emergency system mm -hmm. works and hopefully it's a test. <laughs> um, but they're not asking me to re-communicate, and that's fine. But the other aspect of that is you want to be able to be putting things out there that people respond to because there's obviously an action required there. But if you're showing that you're listening, it becomes a cycle where you put something out, they talk back to you, you listen and change things as a result of that. And that can be really tactical, like you know it's too cold in here or something like that. But it can also be bigger things about, and we'll get into things about content. What are you looking for? What are your challenges? Things like that where if your audiences know that there's an ear out there and that they're gonna have an impact, they get more engaged and, and you, know, you benefit as well because you're getting things that, to, to kind of go back to what Sal Khan was talking about, you can fulfill their needs um, because you know what they are. And this last one, you know, the idea of switching from a, if you build it, they will come to it, more of an each one teach one, kind of piggybacks off that in a lot of ways, where it's not just a matter of putting it out there, making it easy for your audiences to basically take kind of what, we, what Lisa was talking about earlier, take the content and share it. And you make it as easy as possible for them to do this, and they will follow suit and do it, which not only helps you, but it takes, take, helps them, but it takes your message out to a broader audience. So we're gonna go back to, to touch really quick. Um, this one, we kind of wanted to get a sense of what struggles do you have in making your event content shareable and actionable, because there's a lot of things that kind of get in the way here, and we just wanted to get your take on this right now from, from your organizations. And you can be honest. <laughs> All right, I think we see. Yeah, no, this is great. And, and a lot of this, you know, content is, is long form and not easy to package. That's definitely something that we see and actually leads to some of these other things on here. Um, when your content is too long form, people, you know, the audiences don't share it, mainly because they're not even able to get through it all. And this is where we see time and time again, the more you can, you know, you know, snackable content. Is, My favorite one. <laughs> um, the more you can provide that to your audiences so it's easy to digest, because it's the same thing as, mm -hmm. as, just think of yourself as you're digesting content. Right now, like, you tend to be more amenable to content that comes in small bites, and then if you want more, you know where to go after that. But to try to, you know, just 
blast out, you know, like this session essentially over, over you know, social media after the event isn't going to get any, any type of impact. Whereas if you do kind of the quick one-liner or the quick video snippets or things like that, you end up having a lot more, you know, take on your content that people then can share. So we're, we're doing, trying something a little bit different this year with, with our uh, engagement and, and content. And I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but okay. Some. So, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying podcasts, you know? We're, we're all listening to podcasts in our cars. We're listening to podcasts when we're walking or running or things like that. And, you know, like really, the, I don't know if, if we really thought that that was a really, you know, effective way to deliver content for our you know, convention, but we're gonna try it and see how it flies. And you know, we, we tried some new things in 2014 and we're trying, just trying to we, you know, up the game a little bit. So we're starting the process pre-convention and we're gonna have this podcast series and we're gonna take those key messages and at first, of course, we're gonna be teasing a lot of things that they're gonna be hearing more about on site. Mm -hmm. And then when we're there, we'll have the opportunity to again, make a little bit more snackable content. So we can take sound bites from our global sessions. We can take sound bites from attendees on the floor, from you know, experiences around the floor, our, on our exhibit floor, and, and see what we get. You mm -hmm. know? But we're gonna be, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten a little bit more creative and flexible with how we deliver content. So we're, we're prepared to be a little spontaneous. So that helps a lot when you don't have it all completely planned out, like have a loose editorial calendar, mm -hmm. an idea of where you want to go. So we're going to try something new. I'll let you know at PCMA next year how it goes. <laughs> no, and, and, and that's great. And, and it's always like a good kind of sanity check to do as you're putting things out. Would I share this? Like, just ask yourself the question. If you're responsible for driving these things, ask yourself if it's something that you would do. And a lot more times than not, you're going to look at something being like, I'm not going to watch this 40-minute thing, or I'm not right. going to watch, read this huge white paper over, over this channel. Again, it's a matter of, it's a lot easier to chunk it down into bite-sized, snackable content than it is to go the other way. So if you already have it in the long form, definitely work to, to make that you know, brief and, and pr provocative in a lot of ways that people can respond to. I'll just say one more thing. Yeah. Um, you know, look at your successes, but also look at the things that didn't work. So along those lines, um, we did live stream our, our global sessions in 2014. Didn't work, you know? Who wants to sit, who, you know, we are not sitting in front of our computers and watching that for 90 minutes. We're just not, right? So let's not necessarily invest in that have it on demand, break it up into little pieces, do some audio podcasts, you know, find different creative ways to mm -hmm. execute that. Mm -hmm. One more question we wanted to ask, um, you know, how easy do you make it for your attendees to share their content? So there was that one ask, question I just asked around, you know, the sanity check of would I share this? And then ask yourself from a distribution standpoint, are you actually making it easy or not? Because more times than not, what we're finding is there's great content out there, but you know, we go back, you go, on Thursday, you'll go back and have a huge inbox to go deal with, and how much are you going to really be able to share? Versus having that kind of sanity check after each time you're putting things out, is this something that we've made it really easy for people to actually share and communicate? Because that way, you're enabling and empowering your ambassadors to do the things that you want them to do, and that mm -hmm. they'll, they ultimately want to do. So. so right along those lines, back to the, the um, 
the digital tools that we provided uh, for our U.S. manager, our U.S. owner operators convention. Um, so we had the content, and you were able to select your favorites of the content that was relevant to the, the attendee. It selected the, re the relevant content, and then you could see my favorites, all of that content, and then you would be able to download it directly into a PDF and email it to the next person. Mm -hmm. So easy. That little button. Yeah. <laughs> Head to Dallas for your next meeting. With more than 1,800 daily flights into two major airports, Dallas is a stress-free three-hour trip from almost anywhere in the country. And our easy ground transportation options get your meeting attendees going fast. Find out how Dallas delivers at visitdallas.com meetings. So let's dive into Yay. some of the details here um, <laughs> with, with McDonald's. Right. So let's, we're kind of taking a step back now um, about viral. And, you know, my role is not external. Um, I don't do anything. But McDonald's does social media really well, right? You know, we, we uh, but, but there's a need. This just kind of speaks to the need. There are questions that our consumers have about our food, about the brand, and this is answering that in a social uh, content and and it got a lot of hits and this whole series um, really did well our food your questions it actually was something that started here in Canada what are we talking about here yeah so I mean basically <laughs> the, the idea is you know she she's looking at not the consumer audience when she's looking at her event and that's not the target here so as a result of of you know Having the background where, where you know McDonald's has other initiatives doing the more more social uh, act, activations to get things out, that works for them. But that's not going to actually be that relevant when you're looking to deal with her specific audiences, which aren't the consumers, which are the right. operators. So let's talk about who our audiences are. So uh, McDonald's is this huge system, and uh, we call it the system. And what that means is we have. I'll, I'll throw out another, yeah, the three-legged stool, right? Our three-legged stool are you folks in this room. They're suppliers. There are uh, corporate um, staff from around the world, McDonald's folks. And um, really, then our target audience is our owner-operators, our franchisees, again, around the world. So that's what, when I refer to the system, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. And um, so... How do we do that? You know, we're in 119 countries, and there are many different markets in McDonald's. There are many different cultures. Uh, everybody is moving uh, at a different pace. Some are moving at the, some, at the same pace together. Others are moving at different paces. So this really speaks to the, the listening and how we start defining what that content is that we're going to deliver and that is going to be impactful for the uh, franchisees from McDonald's Canada, McDonald's Australia, McDonald's Spain, McDonald's, uh, you know, from Asia Pacific, Middle East, Africa. You know, it's, it's quite a challenge. Mm -hmm. So we are uh, working very hard at creating this culture of listening. And that's where we're really talking about what we, what we started earlier with the overview is this kind of viral listening, you know. We bring a task force together, and we start uh, 
listening uh, really after the one convention ends and getting that feedback through our surveys. And, and we take that, that feedback and then we bring a, a global task force together that is made up of that three-legged stool of the system and individuals from, from all different markets. And we have a couple days of everyone together and we talk about everything from soup to nuts. And I mean, we do talk about the food, mm -hmm. you know, what their likes, what their dislikes are, how they, how they want that experience to be. Um, we talk a lot about um, how they want to experience, you know, what their experience of attendee engagement is. And we, we really spent a lot of time on that. And I was really thrilled because we did a lot of new things in 2014. And, and I wanted to hear their feedback. And, and, and they were really engaged in the, the technology and the tools that we provided in 2014. And they wanted more. Uh, but they were really then now specific. And it really came back to what I was thrilled to hear about is this targeted content, this personalization. They, they don't want to waste their time. It's an overwhelming experience, right, when they get to Worldwide Convention. It's huge. It's a 750,000 square foot um, exhibit floor, a massive uh, global sessions room, you know, big area, 16,000 attendees from, you know, all, all these different countries speaking eight different languages and we're translating into eight different languages. And um, so it's overwhelming. And the, the task force, those owner-operators said to us, they don't want to get there to figure out what they're doing and what their content is. They need to know before. So we needed to start that engagement as early as possible, and we did. Mm -hmm. So we, we start the engagement with our, our first, um, our website isn't ready yet, but we start with a splash page. And we start personalizing the content then and, and taking in all the information and getting all the information that we can from them. So we heard a lot about engagement. Then we also heard, which was really cool, that you know, they want to be able to take it away and they want to be able to share it back to their markets because they can't bring everyone. It's really expensive mm -hmm. you know, to travel from all over the world and spend a week in Orlando. And you know, it's, it's a lot. So uh, we have organizations of all different sizes. right? We have uh, owner operators that are you know, a couple restaurants. And then we have huge organizations that are many restaurants. And they tried really hard to bring their staff as many as they can, but they need to be able to share it out. And our corporate staff, our McDonald's staff from all over the world, they need to be able to share it out. And our messages really need to be aligned. Mm -hmm. So we have this fantastic opportunity every two years to uh, really you know, knock it out of the park. Mm -hmm. And so this listening is critical. So we take that feedback from all of that listening and we start putting it to work and we start implementing it. Yeah, and I think like one of the things that they do so well as a result of this by really understanding and taking the time that's needed to understand what each of their audience's specific needs are, getting back to how can we fill these specific needs is you know, by listening and doing all of this, they make an event that doesn't look like anybody else's and it looks like McDonald's. You walk in and it's like McDonald's, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know where you're at. And too many times, you know, and we see this a lot where you go into a convention center or hotel or wherever type of venue it is, and you can kind of feel like maybe they just changed the logo and look like the one last week. And nobody wants that. Nobody's going to share that. Like, you're not getting shares if that's what, you, that's what you're after when you look exactly like it looked last week. When you walk into a McDonald's show, because they take the time to do all this and define the personas and define all of these types of things, 
then you walk in and you know where you're at and it's fun and they make sure that it's educational but you feel part of the brand and that's that activation that's how you get those ambassadors that you know they love what they do and they're going to go share because they're part of this and they feel it and i mean think about it if i walk out here outside here i'm going to take a picture of myself here and send it to my family and everything because it's beautiful it looks like nowhere else i've ever seen it beyond like somebody's imagination basically it's so amazing so i take that picture but if there was like nothing behind me i'm not even going to bother right it's it looks like anything else why would i want to share it but if i get into that type of of a of a realm where it is something that is meaningful to me it matters to me and it actually is an experience that is true to the brand that i'm i'm there to go see i'm sharing i'm going to and that's what i think another piece that as everybody goes back home and starts thinking about how is this event different than the one i went to last week how is my event truly speaking to my brand then you're starting to get somewhere because then you can actually be sharing information that people are going to want to take to consume and then move on with right so back to the concept that we started with is this each one teach one right and and even though this doesn't really rhyme it's <laughs> or two three or four you know let's get that's that viral impact that we want we don't need the millions of impressions mm -hmm. and making it really just accessible to their audiences so when they get there they not only can consume it because it's interesting to them but they package it like she was saying earlier mm -hmm. in a way that makes it easy for me as, an, as a franchise owner or whoever to then go to show my the rest of my team when i get back because they couldn't come it's just cute <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is what we're talking about, and, and you know, not to just kind of, I guess, I guess yes to reinforce it. <laughs> um, you know, we want uh, easily that snackable, snackable content, right? Easy to consume. You know, I, I need those bite-sized pieces. I'm not gonna too much. I can't handle. I'm overwhelmed. We we heard that loud and clear. Um, I need to be able to capture it, and I need to be able to act on it. Right, so I want to share those messages. We want alignment in the system. We're big, you know, we, we have that opportunity every two years for everyone to come together. It's critical. So, and then, you know, we want them to act on it and share it. And we talked about, you know, just make it easy. Yeah, and I think like this is one of those things where if you start thinking about as you're designing your events and you're designing the content and distribution of it for it, if you think about things in these ways, you're enabling your audiences to share and you're enabling your audiences to take your message out further if you leave some of these out where if you if it's not meaningful content they're not going to consume it they don't want to capture it they're definitely not acting on it and it's not going anywhere so if you kind of take this as another one of those sanity checks and this is what we often do um, with a lot of our clients is make sure you know as we're coming up with ideas is it following this or is it not because if it's not then we probably have to reassess what we're doing um, so again, like, like I was saying earlier, we're gonna just go through some, some pre-on-site, post-event elements of how this is coming to, to, coming to, coming to the fore in other places as well as some, some other McDonald's examples here. Right, so I, I, I said that we had started the engagement when we heard that, um, and you know, it's, it's hard to put these things together, right? You can't just like, okay, I'm gonna throw something out there. It's like, it takes time, it takes budget, it takes alignment. Um, it takes, you know, uh, just a, a lot of a lot of work to get these these things going. So, um, but we really heard from our task force uh, awareness. 
we, we missed the boat in previous years on creating that early awareness. And you kind of got to knock them over the heads because just like I bet you really weren't focused on your PCMA schedule until after New Year's, <laughs> right? So, you know, then you're like, oh, God, I'm going to PCMA. What am I, you know? So, so these are busy, busy operators. These, these folks have huge businesses. These, you know, so, um, but we, we know that's not our problem. You know, our, our job is to cut through that clutter and to make that impact. And, and it can be simple, but it has to be effective. And we have to do our job in creating the awareness, you know, and, and no excuses. So, um, so this is interesting, this Voices Like You campaign. Um, I know you have some other examples of it, but, but it comes back to the fact is like, put them in their own shoes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so have them hear why it is important for them to be there from folks like them. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about, you know, how you're marketing your event from a pre-show standpoint, obviously we're always trying to drive excitement out there. Um, you know, if, if it's a third person voice, if it's your, your kind of executive talking head, if it's that mm -hmm. type of thing that your audiences aren't necessarily going to relate to, if that's all you're getting, you're leaving off, a lot from the table. Whereas if I start hearing people like me, either within the organization or outside of the organization talking about this, then it becomes something that is more interesting to me because I see myself in there. And then I'm also more likely to be sharing that content with others. Um, because, you know, like me, I've got friends like me, send this out to them as well because they would be interested because this event, this activation means something to people like me. And I see that in the brand that's promoting it. Um, the next one, we'll get into in a minute because we've got a separate slide on that, listening to engage and understand. We've been talking about it for a bit. Um, and then the last one's like, you know, obviously really tactical here in terms of empowering to drive registration. Obviously, it's another thing that we try to do pre-event, most of us. Um, a lot of people do the convince your letter, convince your boss letter. <laughs> um, but again, like kind of what Lisa was talking about in a different context earlier, how specific is this? Are they done to the actual voices of our communities? Did we go through the process where we understand what our audiences are like so we can actually help them with the letter that's going to matter to them? And the beauty of these things is and they're simple to do. And I obviously want to tailor it as much as you, to each of your audience as possible. But it is one of those things that enables them to immediately share with somebody else in their organization. So again, it's a, a baby step, but it, it's one of those things that actually starts broadening, broadening your reach into the organization where they can see the value of it, which not only drives registration, but also mm -hmm. you know, more insight within that group. Um, are people familiar? This has been around for a long time, the South by Southwest Panel Picker. Yeah, I mean, it's a great tool. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't, don't kind of mimic it more. Um, basically, what it is is about s almost 10 years ago, they started doing this where so, so several, I think it's about 30% of the content. Of, at the time, it was just interactive. Now it's the whole event. The content was going to come from the community itself. And they put kind of a two-step process where you ask, put out you know, a call for it, where people say, this is what I want to talk about. And then the community votes on it. And so the community's actually 
di dictating what the content of the actual event is going to be. It's not only great because it gives you that 30% of the content for your event, but the other side of it is you hear, like we've been talking about the, the social listening elements, you hear what's important to your community through the comments that are going back and forth, and you're showing that you listen. And that goes a long way to just show that you're a listener. And as a result of that, like nobody messes with the content at South by Southwest. It's awesome <laughs> content. And because they've kind of opened that up and had that as a channel for what they're going to do as opposed to them just always kind of megaphoning what their, their views are out. So we tried, uh, we did something, implemented something slightly along those lines, um, and, and we're doing it right now. Again, I said that the, to create this awareness and get something out to our, um, our system early. Um, and, and we really wanted to start creating this culture of listening, and we really wanted to show them that we were interested in personalizing the content authentically. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we can't ask like, hey, what do you want the content to be? That would almost be a disaster. But we have some key messages. And within those key messages, we can drill down to what's most important to you in your market with regard to this broader message. And so in this splash page, which is we created this little interactive decision tree. You guys have probably all seen this. It's kind of fun, you know? So it creates a little, ac a little action there. And, and then you get to choose, oh, okay, regarding uh, customer engagement, what's important? What do you want to learn more about? And so that helps guide some of the content. It's not going to define it, but it's going to guide it for us. And then when we have an opportunity to do some smaller panel discussions or things like that, we'll look at that and we'll say, well, a lot of people were really interested in learning more about X, mm -hmm. and then we can expand on that. Another example of this kind of outside of kind of event industry, um, this was, I, I thought, just a fascinating case study I'd read about um, in an article about the Budapest Marriott, outside the industry, clearly. Um, <laughs> but basically, what was so fascinating about what they did was, you know, obviously with, with hotels, there's like a major disruption going on in a lot of ways. We've heard about it here um, the last couple of days. But basically, you know, Airbnb, other places like that are, are disrupting the industry. And there's new needs that, you know, younger generations in particular are having in terms of how they want to go and where they want to go. And so rather, Marriott's done a great thing where they've kind of localized a lot of activities and enabled, rather than kind of corporate down, which kind of has worked in the past, has really kind of opened it up. And the case with, with the Budapest Marriott, what they did was so interesting was they had a big space that hadn't been used in like a decade or something. And rather than just say, okay, here's what we're gonna build here, they went out and asked, what do you guys wanna do here to, the, to, to their audiences? And as a result of doing this, they got hundreds of submissions in about what, this, what that area could look like from people that they care about, their, their customers. And they end up you know, with all these ideas. And they end up with all these people sharing this as well. They grow their communities astronomically as a result of this. Because again, like we've been saying over and over again, they've shown that they want to listen to people. And it just like over and over, it, as soon as you take that step that that's going to be important to you, then you're going to get, activate your communities to, to, to act. Um, on site, again, like listen to the best focus group ever. You got them all coming to you. Um, one way to do this that we've seen be effective is, you know, one question a day. Just have one question that you're asking the entire audience at the, at the event about something that is affecting your organization, your business, your industry, and get the feedback. And the beauty of this is 
not only can you help, you know, hopefully come up with solutions to that one big challenge but that they're having, but also you end up with content from your community, from your industry about what matters. And you can repackage that content, send it out, and it's a loop again. You're listening, you're sending out, and you're, you're kind of you know, getting the, the ambassadors and, and people sharing the information because it's relevant to them. So I just want to just mention back to the, the example that I've been using that, that was effective in, in sharing out to, to our system. In that same um, digital platform, we had what we called big questions and big ideas. And so we would blast out a question and it would be relevant to uh, a session or a topic or a message on the floor. And, and the owner operators were able to respond and, on their tablets or, or mobile devices and it would aggregate those answers. So now the whole community mm -hmm. had all of these different ideas under, under big ideas. So, you know, what do you think of this? Or what would you do about this? Or, you know, what's the focus in, in your area? And, and so it aggregated all these fantastic ideas and now I could see what my counterparts were doing, you know, across the country. Yeah, and, and we go back to that question earlier where, you know, you guys all, or the more than 50%, um, talked about the, the long form content as, as being a challenge. Like these are ways that you actually generate short form content quickly that obviously is important because they all shared it with you in the first place. Um, ideally, what you can take out of that is, here's a big challenge, how do we mobilize our group around this? Uh, we'll get to an example of that at the end. Um, and then amplifying that content to help people bring it back to the office. So again, this is the idea and we'll, um, I think it's, oh, we'll shift forward one. This yeah. is the idea um, around, <laughs> around a digital doggy bag. Um, again, what is that bite-sized content that makes it easy for you to go home and share it? Um, one of the things that, that I think PCMA is doing a good job of is you know, these ses these, this content is you have all of the, you know, the slides, you can mark them in, in the tool and everything like that and take them home with you and share whatever's relevant with your team when you get back. Like, how easy are you making it for your attendees to share it when they get home? And the easier you make that, the more likely they are to share it within their organizations, which are often the groups that you want to have it more than anybody else. And that's the thing where it's from a viral standpoint, it's how do we have that one person at our event that's going to first go home and share it with the eight people back at their office, and then they're going to share it with more and more, and you kind of build that that way. It, it really is an effective tool that really kind of enables so many of our clients to basically take that message that they have and they've got one specific person and have them spread it. Because when you think about it, again, we were saying it earlier, when you go back home, you've got a full inbox. So the second you get home, it's back to, back to reality basically. How much of what you learned here today are you gonna share with your peers? It's the same thing all of our, our audiences have to deal with as well. And the easier we can make it to, for them to share the, the more likely they are to do so, and, and the more viral our content ultimately can become and reach new audiences. Head to Dallas for your next meeting, and your attendees will get the added benefit of vibrant entertainment options and unforgettable experiences at every turn. Whether it's heart-pounding sports action, a night of arts and culture, or world-class dining and shopping options, the big moment in Dallas is waiting for even the most diverse groups. Find out how Dallas delivers big at visitdallas.com slash meetings. All right. Um, from a post-event standpoint, you know, this is that same idea around 
what do we do with the digital doggy bag? And one of the great things that you can do when you go home, and we've heard this from a lot of our, our you know, attendees when we just go ask people at events, you know, what is it that you have to do when you go back? Well, I, I'm supposed to share this with do a brown bag or something like that with my, with my team. How often do you do it? Well, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but if you basically encourage them to do it by making that a part of your event, where you're saying, here's the content, you're marketing it out there, here's the content, here's the tools that you have to go take this home with you, and then you ask them, go even further and do your brown bag, but share what you did at your brown bag. Just take a picture of it and save some key element that came out of it and incent them to do so in some way on your sites. Then you're driving post-event interest and elements of your site. And you're also giving your audiences ways that they can share things. And you guys can see what they found relevant enough to share with the rest of their teams. It's a great way that, again, makes that full loop for you that ultimately will enable you to you know, make your content, make, make the actual um, event itself go so, so much further than, than you know, your, your, the walls of the conference center, the exact attendees that are there that day. And this. Yeah, this, this last example is something that, you know, TED, everybody loves TED. It's like gets much love for a lot of great things. This is something that like not a lot of people pay a lot of attention to, but is really this idea around how can we mobilize and activate our audiences in interesting ways beyond our event. Um, are people familiar with the TED Prize itself? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, like, it's like my favorite thing, and nobody knows about it. Um, <laughs> they've been doing it for like 20-something 20, 20 years. Um, and people have won this ranging from, you know, Bill Clinton to Dave Isay, the, the guy that started StoryCorps, to this guy, JR, who's a graffiti artist. So it's like vastly different types of, of winners of this award. And they basically give them a wish to make in front of all the TED audiences that they want to happen and they fund it with like a million dollars, but not everybody has that kind of money to fund it, but it doesn't always require that. But what it ultimately does is it enables a wish of somebody who's a key luminary in your industry, in, in your area of expertise, to get up on stage, give them a mic, and instead of just giving them an award for something, which tend not to be the most exciting spectacles in the world, they basically say, what do you want? And they get up there and they talk about a project that they want you to participate in. And what's so great is like this guy's project, JR, you know, 200,000 people have participated in a public art that he made possible because he wanted people's faces to show up in their own communities. And they print out pictures, if, as long as you got like five people, I think it was, they would basically print out the pictures you sent to them and you could go s fill up graffiti some area of your, your, your neighborhood. And as a result of this, this project just blossoms and it, clearly it didn't go viral into this room, but, <laughs> but 200,000 people versus a project that, you know, Ted has an exclusive on-site audience that not that many people get to go to. And this just goes so far. And I mean, from a personal level, I remember about a year after he won this, I was driving down the street in San Francisco where I live and looked down an alley and saw an entire alley in downtown San, like cool. Soma just covered with, the, the, um, with all the, these faces of people that clearly had done this project that I didn't know was happening there. But I almost hit the guy in front of me, so <laughs> maybe, maybe be careful with what you, you wish for. But it's really one of those things where you can activate an audience and all of a sudden you've got from 
your, your direct attendees and, and audiences that you have today, they want to share this stuff because all of a sudden they're part of it. They're acting participants in this, which is, again, what people want to share. And I think like, that's the, the message where if you can get to know your audiences better and you can get them to act because you've made it easier for them to act, then they're going to share the content as long as that content's relevant to them. And that's, I think, hopefully what we came to talk about today. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So any questions? How does McDonald's track the shared content and measure the results? Okay, so thanks for the question. Um, we just track it through our web analytics. So we're able to see, you know, we, we've really done a much better job since uh, we started this process like in 2014 of, of tracking um, how many hits we get. We, we have uh, sent out very targeted updates and, and uh, targeted emails where we've you know, done some deep dive links into specific content that we wanted to drive our audience to. And so we're really able to get good results from that. And once we see uh, the trends there, we're able to follow the trends. We've used our analytics from 2014 to really inform what we're doing in 2016, well, what we're doing now in terms of 2016's convention. So what we've taken is our whole view of the analytics and the, and the trends. So we see exactly where the spikes were and so now we know uh, where, when our attendees are starting to pay attention and what they're paying attention to. So we really only have 2014 to use as a baseline. And so I'm really excited because we're actually leveraging that now and we're creating our content calendar for this you know, pre-convention awareness phase and then leading up to convention, we know exactly kind of where those spikes were. And so we really are gearing our content toward that. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, more to come because I'm really excited to see that we, we are finally, you know, we do have that baseline now from which to, to leverage. Mm -hmm. and, and there's other ways to do that as well that kind of supplement that mm -hmm. in certain ways. There was an event here actually in this convention center in May uh, called the OpenStack Summit. And one thing that they do that's so great that I know a lot of other, other organizations do in different ways, but they basically use their summit to also have a design summit, which is a collaborative session where people go to determine what the next release of, their, of, the, of the OpenStack software. And OpenStack's like a cloud, uh, open source software that you can build clouds privately with. And what they basically end up doing is they've created a whole chunk of time and place for people to come and determine what is going to be the next release of our software, what's going in, what's going out. And as a result of doing that, like all those people, first of all, are excited because they're part of it and they end up being like some of the biggest sharers of that information. But you can see afterward how many people want to come to this next time as one of the, one of the things that they can measure because not only is there the impressions and all this stuff about people you know, uh, sharing things as a result of the, of the summit, but then they get, actually see as, you know, who's coming next time. And their growth kind of shows a lot of all these people want to participate in this and they're having more and more kind of contributors to it, that that becomes a, a, another form of measurement for it, which you know, obviously that doesn't apply to everybody in terms of the actual software release or something like that, but you can think of things within your organization that your audiences can help you do 
And then those are the pieces where you can have the impression side, but you can also have the element of how many people are actually participating in this afterward because you can actually track that. One more? Okay. Due to the number of countries participating, do you have to provide mm -hmm. content in several different formats? Yeah. Um, not formats necessarily, but um, we, we, so this is kind of interesting and again another way of, sh of sharing content that, that I'm happy to someone asked this because we have uh, communicators all around the world and we don't have direct access to the entire system. Like I can't just push a button and send an email to every single owner operator in every single market around the world. We just mm -hmm. don't have those. So we use those market communicators and we package content. So we're doing that now. And we, we've sent out the first push kit and we, that included um, the highlights, the relevant content. We, we've taken the, um, so that they can translate it into their language and, and then share it out to their areas. Um, we've created, you know, documents that they can then translate so um, they're not dependent on the website even though we're very cognizant of what type of language we use and how we word things and that we make it universal and that we're not using acronyms and then we're not using slang and trendy kind of language mm -hmm. that folks can't understand. So formats, if in that sense, yes, we're very, very aware of those cultural and language differences, but we've packaged our contents. We give them PowerPoint slides so they can put it up in their offices or, or put it on their websites. We don't have control. It's very just, our communications system is very decentralized, so we don't have control over it. So we are very dependent on those key communication folks to help us share that out. So we're very organized in that approach. And again, that was a, a lesson learned that we, we've heard from that task force who you can tell I keep bringing them up. They're very crucial to us that um, we heard we didn't do a very good job of in the past. So they weren't getting those communications. So we are... Uh, very deliberate this time around that we do a much better job of that. And so we did that first push kit and we're getting ready to do the second one when we have our, our main website launch before registration opens on February 9th. So we're, we're packaging it up for them and, and we're giving it to them so that they could share it out to their markets. So all right. yes and no. Well, <laughs> we wanted to thank you guys all for coming. Um, Definitely, if any questions or anything, feel free yeah. to, to, to fire them off, um, either here or online. But we hope you had a good time and have a great show. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Thank you uh, Mark and Lisa. And please don't forget to uh, fill out your um, surveys on your applications. Um, we promise they won't go viral. Stay <laughs> confidential. Well, and uh, get your badge scanned if you haven't. Uh, and thank you very much, AV team. To earn CEUs, go to pcma.org podcast and complete the form. Thank you for listening to the PCMA Education Corporate Events podcast series.